I think a lot of it is like we didn't because all this stuff happened with his folks like we didn't want to make life harder for each other yeah so it's lots of like well I guess we'll just choke down all my feelings and Brandon will learn to make bread and then I'll eat that bread and right. that'll be the way that we cope is like Brandon will just bake a bunch and then I'll just gain 30 <laughs> pounds is like, that that's, what happened that's what no happened. yeah that's incredible <laughs> and I mean don't don't get me wrong like uh, it's not just me that starts fights <laughs> <laughs> I want to be very clear about that. Yeah. Well, what's the fight that Lexi started? Yeah, what is the fight that I started over? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Why don't you remember? Because I don't. I don't hold on to these things. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> your NPR um, name? Oh, what is it's the smallest town you've ever been to is the last name and your first name. You take the first letter of your actual last name and stick it in the first name. The smallest town I've ever been to right, so is it's like, my last name. Right. Okay. So it's like Nalexis Signahi, which does kind of sound <laughs> Wait, like what do I name. do with the first letter? You take the first letter of your last name and you okay. put it somewhere in your oh. first name. Oh. <laughs> Um, where should I put it in my first name? I like it. Well, it's like Jumlia. Jumlia? Yeah, that's like that very NPR. Jumlia Orford. Yeah. That's an NPR name. Yeah. What was <laughs> yours? The smallest town? Smallest town you've ever been to. Um, uh, you mull it over while I turn mm. the dog water fountain off. <laughs> it would be like Brandon Kirby Hill. Whoa. Whoa. Balance. Whoa. Whoa. That was dexterity, though. Was it? Or yeah. was it the opposite? <laughs> I think you recovered admirably. Wait, what's the smallest town you've ever been to? Kirby Hill. Kirby Hill? Mm. It'd have to be Kirby Dash Hill, obviously. Right. Kirby MPR. Hill, yes. So it'd be. Uh. <laughs> it'd be like Brandon or Briandon. Briandon Kirby Brandon. Hill. Yeah. Oh, Brandon Kirby, Kirby Hill. Hill. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's, these are all great in parenting. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay, um, Brandon and Alexis, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Honey. <laughs> Thanks for having Thank us. Um, how are you guys? We're good. good. Yeah, this we're is real another. Good. We're I'm. You're complete strangers to me, which I love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's true. It's like the magic of the Los Angeles, the broader Los Angeles comedy network. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how long have you been together? We've been together about three and a half years. Yes. And we're getting married in two weeks. Also Wha- true. Wha- yeah. Where are you getting married? In a friend's backyard. Here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In West Adams. Nice. Yeah. It's going it, to We're excited. Yeah. Very Good. Excited. We're very you excited. You should be. <laughs> um, are, is everyone like, come, are your families all flying in and... Uh, yeah, I mean, if we want to, if we want to cut to the nitty gritty, let's cut to it. Um, yeah. yeah, so we have a lot of people coming, but my parents are not coming. Why? Because are they dead? no, they're not dead. Um, <laughs> I I feel like it's it's best to describe them as lost, 
and waiting to be found again. But they, um, when, when I told them that, uh, uh, it's funny, we had a conversation driving here. If we bring this up and we're doing it right off the bat, but when I, when I, when I proposed to, to Lexi, I had a conversation with my father where he was not pleased and was not, neither of them approved of it. Why? That's like that's a, a great that a, question. That would, that would be a question to ask them. Wow. Okay. I am fascinated already. This is the best first three minutes of Honey I've ever done, even including all the NPR names and me almost dying trying to turn off the dog fountain. But Gemma needs to go away because she's chewing so loudly. I mean, those Nyla bones are great, but they're real. They're murder on the sound I'll do the quality. noise you hate. Please stop. Ugh. It's like, you know, when you hear something that makes you feel like warm and safe and comforted, it's the opposite of that. Like whatever the opposite of delightful and charming, that's what that noise is. It's uh, that that noise in particular and like me burping sausage are probably (laughs) two things that haunt Ptolemy to this day, because that's all I would do when we would write together (laughs) is make that when I would think. And then. Because all I could afford was sausage and kale, that would be what I would burp into his face unintentionally, just because I'm off gassing like a human, and I, he's still terrified. Of That's it. what you sign up for when you have a writing partner, though. That's right. It's like all the terrible things. Mm-hmm. You also make that noise when you sleep. You could stop at any point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'll just be drifting off, and like we'll have the windows open, and like last night it was raining, and it was just beautiful. And then what that. are you doing? It's like a hamster on a water bottle. <laughs> oh, God. It's so much worse. It's just like a wet, I don't know. <laughs> it's like everything inside the mouth is moist <laughs> and just like hitting each other. It's like every moist part connecting. Okay. <sighs> I don't like it either. Right. It's not good for the audio. Okay. So While you were gone, we took over your podcast. Good. <laughs> Take it, take it. No. So what? Why do? Why do your parents disapprove? She seems so nice. Thank you. It's the, all the obvious things. <laughs> uh, You're you seem like relatively the same age. I'm trying to think of like reasons parents would disapprove. Um, Racist. I have my theories, but you're welcome to share them. I'd I'd be interested to hear yours. I feel like I offer mine very readily. Well. I think that for them, they were very much, they had an idea of how my relationship was going to be with my, you know, future wife. And I think they, they had, especially with previous girlfriends, there was sort of like a trepidation to get to know them. And then it, it was very clear that, I was serious with Lexi and I think that just the idea kind of disrupted the idea that they had of who I was going to marry and how the family was supposed to function. Uh huh. And there was a lot of um, like kissing the ring that needed to take place that just didn't because we were both, you know, 30 and very much like doing our own thing that they didn't get. And that threw them for a loop. And then there's, I think, a little bit of high-functioning depression that was also baked into it. 
and a fear of the world generally and some alcoholism. So what was their idea of how your relationship should have gone? First of all, I would be Megan McCain. That's oh. an important like component. Is part. she the gay one? Oh no. Who's no, no. the gay one? The Cheneys? One of the Cheney daughters oh, okay. was Okay. But yeah, I think that I, I had worked on the Obama campaign and was a lobbyist in DC for a while for oh. labor unions. So oh. I think that two folks living in Arizona maybe had a different preference on that side. And this was before 2016, before like the, the Trump of it all. Uh-huh. So I feel like that was the the you know, the antechamber. Did they try to get in touch with Megan McCain for you? <laughs> like what? No, there was no matchmaking. I just think it was that oh that idea of who it would be and the kind of person. I mean Lexi is very she's very opinionated, she's very strong. Um she she has immense self confidence and a lot of pride. Um, sometimes to her detriment, but I think very much to her benefit. Let's just really dig in here. Let's but just get in. She she was her own person, and she wasn't willing to kind of bend over backwards to make sure that people liked them. She thought that that's not how humans work, is you accept mm-hmm. kind of people. And if, if she was a racist shitbag, then I would have to assume that, or at least hope, that she w- wouldn't have been embraced with open arms. So there's just... there's. I think the politics thing was part of it to a certain extent, or like the idea of that you were the enemy. But I do think that there and is was. Is it that she seduced you away from conservatism? Oh, or? oh yeah, sed- or seduced me generally. Oh. I, think. <laughs> I am Van Jones's love army. Right. Yeah, I, I think that it just all became for. For a lot of people, and I, I think this is obviously a big reason why we have Trump, is for a lot of it, it becomes like a big soup of opinions and ideas that aren't necessarily valid outside of your own, like, bubble. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if the only person that's pushing back on your ideas is the same person that's supporting your ideas, then you mm-hmm. seem to be justified in having your opinions. So she... My mom, I think, was very felt felt or feels very justified, and my dad is very much enabling that. Um, it's you know obviously it's to their detriment because we're 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 pretty good people. I think that we mm-hmm. we struggled early on dealing with them and their attitude because it was so passive aggressive, and it was not normal. And two people who are kind of figuring it out together shouldn't also have to deal with that amount of stress that also might be one that would be the extenuating circumstances i would add is that i think that like we happened really fast because we were friendly like we knew each other through the improv community but i was in a relationship and then that ended and then it was like oh well i have this person this male person i know who's very nice that that he could keep, be interesting. He keeps inviting me over for port. He keeps inviting me over for port. Maybe I should just go <laughs> one time. <Right. laughs> so, a male person who you know who is pretty nice—that's mm-hmm. that's a great way to find someone today. It's true. Mm-hmm. And I was in a relationship for eight years beforehand, and it was like uh, at that point my standards were a person who's pretty nice. So it was like 
okay, why not? And then after like five minutes into our first date, I was like, oh, I am in love with this person and I'm going to spend the rest of my life with them. Like I went into the bathroom at the Roger room and I had to like calm down. It was like nothing I had ever felt. It like happens. Yeah. I was just talking about this. (laughs) I was just, (laughs) I was just talking about this with Micah and Keely. I'm like, sometimes that happens. Oh yeah. And you're just like, you just know what, what? Okay. So did you feel like that? I I hadn't <laughs> been in a relationship in four or five years. God. So for me it was like I'm 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 finally feeling confident again and then she comes along and it just feels very natural, which is kind of like unnatural based on my, my previous, you know, state of existence. And it just felt normal and awesome. Um I mean I I wouldn't say basically because of my my fear of it that it was love at first sight but it was probably love on the drive back wow. Wow. It, when we were when we were driving her back to her place and i was just doing like loop-de-loos in the intersection and we were laughing like fucking idiots you were doing loop-de-loos in the yeah. intersection yeah. he do drives that. like an Listeners. asshole and it's terrifying <laughs> but it was like it was a great metaphor for like, oh, I guess I have no control in this moment and he's going to do what he's going to do and I'm here and I can choose to get out, but I'm not going to because why not? I mean, it's so stupid, but kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And her 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 ex was, I mean, they were still living together at the time and uh, he was inside, I think, like playing Dungeons and Dragons with some friends and or video games or something like that. Well, we and, hadn't figured out what to do with the apartment, so it was like... And well. as I as I was leaving, I was like, "Man, I wish I was in there right now. I wish I was. I wish I was in there with her, you know." And then once we got all that squared away, I moved into the apartment that we affectionately call the safe house, <laughs> which is like the saddest studio apartment, but I, I could like afford it on my tiny salary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, like that. It was an important transitional period, but again, like, I think if we had been left to our own devices wholly, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you were ready for me to have moved in with you, Mm-mm. but I think emotionally, like, mm-hmm. you were over every night. I don't think I spent a night, maybe two or three nights alone. Yeah, I mean, I very much wanted you there all the time. It was just, uh, I think it was the issues of, you know, the my having signed that contract with my dad to, oh, like... Yeah. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> he he wanted to. So I I the house we live in right now we um I had I had wanted to get out of the valley for like six years and was hell bent on doing so, but I couldn't afford it. And my my father, I think to the by the from the urging of my mom, was like a way to justify it was that my sister would move in with me. She went to college out here. And that he would use this as basically a a launching off point. He's a consultant for defense contractors. He would use it as a launching off point to start, you know, procuring business out here. So there was like a contract that he signed, I think, just for like legal reasons in order to justify the like writing it off or something like that. Oh, so he was paying for your house here. Yeah. We were splitting the rent. Yeah. Okay. And Um, it was you and your sister living there. 
Well, she didn't she didn't even wind up living there. She would live oh. in her own place. So it was just sort of like me in this two bedroom apartment that I'm paying half the rent for, but I'm like tied to a contract with my father. What was what was the contract? Um I don't remember. I have it saved somewhere. <laughs> um, but, but like, it was, we will live here. We will share this apartment. What is that? I think, I don't know. It's like he has a majority stake in it or something like that, uh, that he would be using it as a base of operations or that he would, I, I forget what it was. It doesn't, it really doesn't matter. It's just like the principle of it was that I had this year long contract and that for like violating the terms of that contract would have been Lexi moving in earlier. I don't know. It was, I was totally messed up in the brain. Um, just having to like, <laughs> Oh, okay. So basically you were sharing an apartment with your father, even right. though he wasn't here. Exactly. But if, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I got it. Listen, your dad sounds like a real pill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think that's probably a good way to put it. I mean, in a lot of ways, it was really, it was fortuitous because there's a lot of things that you do when you're first, like getting together, when you're first in that early stage of a relationship, especially with communication, that we didn't do because it was like, Date one, Roger room. Holy shit, this guy's amazing. Date two. I invited you to come to Montreal with me. Yeah. And then we went and it was like, we got into our first argument. On that trip. On the on our trip to Montreal, which was like essentially our third date, which is just a really long date. And the end of it, Brandon was like, no one ever talks to me like that. And I was like, well, <laughs> they probably should. Mm. You sound like an asshole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what tell me all about it oh it's and it's funny because it's something that like every once in a while like we still fall into but yeah. i think the like the more we grow and the longer we're together it becomes less of a thing it's it stems from like a lack of communication and we've we i get into my head and think that lexi is doing something out of some sort of motivation or like she she wants to convey something passive aggressively and non-verbally and really she's just kind of like existing in the world <laughs> it was like the there had a bottle of wine had fallen behind the seat or something like that we we rented a car and we went to um wine country in montreal Ooh, uh, which is, if, is it great oh my god uh, first of all montreal if i've I could get been paid. to montreal oh god it's so good i went to montreal so my um, sleepaway camp that I went to in Orford, New Hampshire, <laughs> Julia Orford, um, the 14-year-olds and the 15-year-olds got to take overnight trips to Canada. And the 14-year-olds went to Montreal and the 15-year-olds went to Quebec. So I went uh, like when I was 14 and then when I was 18 had just turned 18 oh or had God. just turned 19 and I was a camp counselor, I brought the 14-year-olds, me and my three other friends who had gone as 14-year-olds together. Now we're all back at camp being camp mm -hmm. counselors. And these adults were like, yeah, you could take <laughs> these 14-year-olds to Canada. I had an envelope with everyone's passport in it. I was 18 
years oh old. God. We uh, the cool thing to do was to go to the Hard Rock Cafe. Oh boy! And me and my friends, we were like, they sat us like upstairs away from everyone because they were like, nobody wants to be around. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> these American 14 year olds and their four 18 year old chaperones and um, my friends and I one at a time snuck down to the bar to take shots oh my God. and then and then we fucking we like taped those girls into their hotel rooms <laughs> and we're like drinking in the hotel bar why did they let us do that oh, I had an so envelope full of passports <laughs> Anyway, so maybe I should return to Montreal under better circumstances. Absolutely. Uh, as an and, adult. And, and don't go to the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> no, we will give it's you literally pages and pages yes. of recommendations. No, we We've been multiple times. We went wine tasting in Montreal. Well, we, I need to do that all immediately. Yes. Yeah, okay. it's it's very fascinating. It's um it's just But can you do it in the winter? Oh yes, of course. I mean, probably the best time to do oh, it. Oh, you can yeah, drive in not, from uh, no, Vermont. Well, maybe not the best time to do it because there's a lot of snow. But mm-hmm. we we rented a car and then we drove from Montreal, Montreal to out. What, but basically, like the furthest reaches of it are just the border with Vermont. Yeah, like you yeah. drive up and it's like literally a booth. It's yeah. it's very beautiful. And you're yeah. just it was really cool. It was a great trip. Um. But the but fight you, was about, like something had fallen behind a seat. Yeah, it was a bottle of wine fr- from that trip. <laughs> and and I, I forget, like, it was just like a miscommunication or something like that. And But I remember the, the thing she, I took issue with was the way that you were talking to me. Uh-huh. Was, you know, that's that's still happening. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> just want to clarify how long it's been happening. Yeah. Um, but it, it's kind of... It's but kind so of, what happened? It, the bottle of wine fell behind the seat and then... You wrote. I don't. I don't know. She was. She was behaving differently because I was behaving differently. And then that's that's typically how it happens. Is like I'll do something, and in sort of like in like reacting to a thing that's not there. And then she'll legitimately react in that way to my being like weird or a shitbag. And then then the fight will just go on from there. And we won't we won't actually talk about the thing itself. We'll talk <clears throat> about like just a bunch of like ideas or feelings and then eventually we'll get to the fact that oh there was just some sort of like big big miscommunication and typically the resolution is something and this also is still happening to this day it's some resolution along the lines of no one is expecting you to be good at this all the time Mm. like you don't have to have the right response or have the right answer just don't try and think for me Mm. just fucking talk to me this is Mm. not difficult that part's not difficult right but we seem to have a great track record of making it very difficult. Mm. Well, I think a lot of it is like we didn't, because all this stuff happened with his folks, like we didn't want to make life harder for each other. Yeah. So it's lots of like, well, I guess I'll just choke down all my feelings and Brandon will learn to make bread and then I'll eat that bread. And right. that'll be the way that we cope is like Brandon will just bake a bunch and then I'll just gain <laughs> 30 pounds. Is like, that what happened? What no, happened. yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Like, uh, it's not just me that starts fights. <laughs> <laughs> Want to be very clear about that. Yeah. Well, what's the fight that Lexi started? Yeah, what is the fight that I started wearing? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Why don't you remember? Because I don't. I don't hold on to these things. Oh <laughs> my god. I don't know. I think a lot of the time. I don't know. Like. I had a career before I came to Los Angeles and I think there's a lot of like free floating, uh, not anxiety, but like should, did I make the right decision-itis when I decided that this like being a creative professional was like what I wanted to do and that was the more like admirable 
the, the, the way I could have the most impact. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of like tension sometimes infect, infects the way that I like talk to Brandon. Your career anxiety? Yeah, stuff that has nothing to do with our relationship. Because uh -huh. aside from him being a shitbag every once in a while, uh, our relationship is pretty like ideal. Mm -hmm. In like a, we have figured out how to communicate. We fight very healthily. We aren't petty. Uh, a lot of good sex. And it just comes down to like other stuff and maybe not knowing how to process that or mm -hmm. not knowing how to ask. Like I need the time to figure out how to process this other thing before I try and talk about something that relates to like us. Yeah. And I think actually that's, that's a good segue to get, get back to the, like, I think the reason why we maybe fight or fought more than we needed to was because the relationship was slightly stunted by the issue with my parents. Mm -hmm. Cause we came back from Montreal and I was uh, smoking a, a Cuban cigar, which I brought back with my buddy or for my buddy. You um, sound like you're 80. Um, <laughs> and then got in the Jag <laughs> and went to, um, I, don't have, no a, I don't have a Jaguar. There's no Jag. We have a Kia Soul. Um, yeah. um, and it got pizza and I was like, um, pizza's very important. That's why I'm going to say pizza again. That we, I, I, I love this woman and I want to get married. And that was, that was maybe like three or four months into the relationship. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's still all of the sort of like the contract thing um, we weren't lot, even living together. No, uh, a lot of expectation, I think, from my parents, and a lot of you know, like. Well, so had, had you told your parents about her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, after the after our our first you know quote unquote date, we after um, the Roger room. After mm -hmm. the Roger room, I I was I I was the my parents were staying at this hotel in Redondo Beach, um, the Sea Breeze, I think is what it's called. They're all called Sea Breeze. Um, <laughs> And I was walking on the beach with my mom and I was like, I think I found someone very special that I, I like a lot. And she, I, f I forget what the response was, it was a very normal response of sort of like, oh, I don't remember. I don't want to paraphrase because I don't want to make her sound bad. But she, it was, it was like very, very healthy interaction. And I was like, oh, this feels different. And then it became very not different. It became very similar to like a reaction to previous girlfriends. And that there was just no opportunity to tell her or to prove to her that this wasn't like that, that that she needed to maybe take herself out of it and it didn't matter. So that, they have not liked any of your girlfriends? Well, I don't think they... I I never really had a girlfriend long enough for them to get to know them. And uh -huh. and my my last... Ser my re first, first serious girlfriend and I would say Lexi's probably my second serious girlfriend um... Fancy. Was it was in college, and they they lived in a different state, so there wasn't even like there wasn't a ton of interaction generally. Mm -hmm. um, but there there was like a big fight about her living with me at the time, and it was also because my dad was paying the rent and very similar circumstances. Mm. There's lots of stuff about like respect, which in my family I was raised by a single mom. Like I I don't know if it's like we do it wrong or something, but. It's like respect is being like mature in your dealings and like speaking honestly and openly and like, you know, <clears throat> assuming that the other person also respects you. So this like abstract idea of respect that was the thing that they kept coming back to, like we didn't respect them. We were a shitty couple like we didn't have like and I could never get anyone to define what respect would have been like. How would that have looked? Just me go mm -hmm. away. 
like me not exist mm-hmm. ever. And that. And it's, but they meant the kissing the ring, the thing yeah, that there you was, were saying. They, we, yeah. we had to, there was a checklist and we weren't, we weren't checking anything off. Like, and we, do we, you know what was on the checklist? I, I don't. I don't know. But I, I, we, we weren't doing it satisfactorily. And there, I, I have this issue of being like, of zeroing in on one thing in particular and making everything about that one thing. And my, I, I learned it from my mom. My mom has the ability to it's almost like disregard everything else. But this, if this one thing isn't happening, it's not working at all. Now, do you think your parents will come on, honey? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That should be the first episode you pay. Like, that is, people have to pay to get access to it. That's the the Prime membership or whatever. Oh, my God. I, I, I would hope that they would at some point in time. I think that anything like this would be would be valuable because my my family do, doesn't have a good track record with communication and i you know it's it's both unfortunate and i think very um very much a part of our relationship that we're doing this and talking about us but my parents are still very much a mm-hmm. part of it it's because they were they they mm-hmm. almost completely derailed this relationship oh, many yeah. many times whether wittingly or unwittingly, and they're they're very much with us. And I I love my parents very much, and I hope at some point I'll be able to find them again, and I won't have completely lost them. But You know what? Are you going to have kids? Yeah. That's how you're going to find them again, because, you know, my dad didn't talk to his parents from when he got engaged to my mom until I was one year old. Mm. And then he brought me to his parents and was like, and then it, they started repairing. Right. But you're not the first person to say that. Yeah. Really? Like the kids yeah. are like, which I don't know. I, I get that. Your dad is like a really like trusting human. And like, I don't know. I don't have a great relationship with my dad. So mm-hmm. I'm just very like, would I let my kids around people that I don't necessarily yeah, it's like that's yeah. a lot of well, that's a mature move. I also move. think it's also my. I don't think my dad would have. My mom was making him Got try it. to repair, which is amazing. Even though they were so rude to her, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think like that's gonna be the way that this happens too. Sure. Like I don't, uh-huh. I don't need them to like uh, endorse who I am, but they should not be cold to you or mean to you right. in the way that they were. One thing that is so, wow, it's like such a paradox or something, which is clearly your parents are so important to you because they're having this, whatever. They're, right, you yeah. said they're always with you. Mm-hmm. And yet, clearly, Lexi is more important to you because you're, here. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it, yeah, it, it could have, it could have ended many, many times. And I think just by maybe not sheer will, but just a, an overall commitment to each other that has kept this going for so long, in spite of all of the the negativity out there. Yeah, like we do really, really love each other, mm-hmm. and I love spending time with her. I love chatting with her. Um, there's no, there's no one else on this earth I would rather share good or bad news with. 
And that has more than anything kept us together. And that makes it easy to talk when you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Like when I don't, we were talking about this just the other day. Uh, I am not good at conveying when I need help and I'm not good at saying that I don't have like an answer. I'm very good at like being presented with something and then figuring out like, what do we do? Like Mm -hmm. what's the action that we take to remedy this or to deal with it? But I'm not good at saying like, I don't know. And then just stopping there Mm -hmm. and like owning that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not like for someone who likes to, you know, who's paid their own way for most of their adult life and doesn't rely on anyone like that's not a comfortable thing to admit and it's like the sheer force of just like love and respect for Brandon that makes it possible to like say those things Mm because I would not before I was with Brandon have ever like said that or admitted that out loud let alone to my partner that you don't know that I don't know or like I can't explain it or I don't know mm-hmm. like what to call it, whatever it is. Or like, I, I don't know if it's free floating fear or if it's specific to something that you're doing, like being that honest, not having like a specific answer wouldn't have been something I would have felt comfortable doing because mm-hmm. I am the person in everyone else's life that like has an answer. Mm-hmm. But and that, that I don't have to be. That honesty thing is, has, I think it's been tough for me mm-hmm. because even, even yeah. in this conversation, like, I'm saying things my parents just would not approve of at all. Mm-hmm. And I've spent most of my life kind of like choking down like the honesty and like the actual emotions that are there. And it wasn't until I met Lexi that I was able to like, oh, it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to let that let that out and have feelings and say like dangerous things or, or say the wrong thing too without fear of it like ending something. Um, Which is so funny because you're such a good actor. Like as a performer, you're mm-hmm. great. So you access emotions very easily. They're just not your emotions. They're like <laughs> whatever you're trying to figure out for this role or whatever. Right, right. Well, yeah, I can tap into my emotions for someone else's, you know, emotional justification. You for, can tap into them, but not. You don't want yeah. to fully own them. Right, you can tap yeah. into them because you're like, well, that's the character yeah. or whatever. Absolutely. As long as there's some distance, it's like safe. Yeah, it's true. Okay, you guys are real intense. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I've had chills for like almost this whole conversation. Um, wow. Like, it's so, I don't think I've heard another couple say like, you You both just said you can say things to each other that you could not say to any other person and didn't know how to say before you met each other. Mm-hmm. That's so intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, but we don't know it any other way. Like really, <laughs> for this relationship, that's that's what it's been, and this it yeah. feels it feels right. And I'm sure it's different for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. like you can, people can share with with absolutely anybody. And it's just yeah, it's your been, girl who talks to the internet and strangers about her <laughs> <laughs> feelings about relationships. I'll share with anyone. I mean, let's they, talk about it. It can form sort of a, a partner like entity. It can form like that thing, that feedback. Talking what do you to mean? talking to the void. Oh, talking to the void. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, we've stunned you into silence. You did. You did. 
I'm really into you guys. I think you're so interesting. Our whole like, so planning a wedding like has been an interesting exercise in this like communicating and honesty thing because like I was raised in a, in the Quaker faith, which is like very not performative. Like there are no weddings, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. but like not at a, we didn't have a meeting house where I grew up. So it was like all like self-study, which is also very Quaker. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brandon's Catholic. And so even like the first, the you idea don't of- say, <laughs> <laughs> could you read it from across the room? <laughs> so much guilt. Uh, there's, I Brand, Brandon proposed in the, a very sweet way, which was the first year we had an advent calendar. He hid like a ring in the last day and I had never had an advent calendar, but I made mm. this one and it was very fun. Mm. But I also didn't want to have a wedding, like not the get married part, like the actual like. Yeah, she very much wanted to get married. And any like if, if we could just get married like now would be awesome. But I had to really convince her. To, to do the wedding or like the importance of a wedding. So why didn't you want to have a wedding? It just felt very false. Like uh-huh. I've never seen a functional marriage and they all had weddings. So uh-huh. like if I, this is the, this is the person, like all I have to do is like get right with whatever higher power in the state of California and <laughs> then I'm married. But it felt so weird to like do all these things for no reason because that's what's so like, uh-huh. sounds terrible. Like every woman around, at least in my cohort, like at 27, like uh-huh. everyone, all your friends get married. Yeah. It's so like that year I had eight weddings. Uh-huh. And they, some of them were awesome. Some of them felt very like our parents really wanted us to do this. Uh-huh. Some of them were just extravagant. Some of them were very like restrained. And that was like my experience mm-hmm. more or less. Um, and didn't feel like that was kind of who we were. Mm-hmm. But then in like really, we, we put it off for like about six months, like actually talking about mm. what it looked like because you know everything got really weird with mm-hmm. his folks and then we finally set a date and then we started talking about like what does this look like and it became a really wonderful exercise in like this person who I'm going to spend my life with communicating their wants in a very specific context oh yeah because it has oh, to yeah. have a payoff like it's not how do you feel about Tarantino movies like that doesn't really have any import and there's some like other than the likelihood that you're going to watch a movie doesn't mm-hmm. have any relevance mm-hmm. but do we have prayers or things at like a ceremony is like a very specific thing so we've tried to no one that doesn't know us like everyone that is invited knows us as a unit so it's like my cousins aren't coming like it's just mm-hmm. us and then everything that we've done is we've tried to make it feel like this is what it's like to be in our relationship. So Brandon made all of the tables and the standing bars and I'm making popsicles and he's making the cake and like it's, we're trying to like. I have chills again. <laughs> Keep telling me about your wedding. Oh wait, we're having, we have a fried chicken and waffle truck yes. coming. We and have an a, oyster a guy. guy who's shucking oh, oysters. Yeah. Which I, again, Brandon, was like I want this and I was like I don't know I feel like only a third of our friends even eat oysters and the rest of them think they're like sea snot and I was like all we need is a third that's a that's a justification for it's me. true <laughs> and then and we love them yeah and it's like this is what it is it's like mm-hmm. maybe this is the first time someone's gonna try an oyster it's gonna be at our wedding dreamy that yeah. is like 
there's something about that that is beautiful. Sure. Yeah. I I I just I like the I I like I like weddings. I like dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's <laughs> legitimately the only time I get to dance. I, although I don't think there's going to be any dancing. Well, there'll or, be music, but it is a, be, it's a brunch it, wedding. I'll probably <gasps> we're morning people. I'll probably yeah. dance. Guys, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> a brunch that never even occurred to me. I love that idea oh. for a brunch wedding. So good. Go on. Um, you like weddings because you like dancing, but yours is not going to have dancing. It's not. But I, I also like the aspect of like it's a big party. It's a big party mm-hmm. for a bunch of. I think that's. I think that's how I convinced her to to do it at the end of it. Also, she brought up the <laughs> who's the the actor that's Ron Swanson. Uh, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally's wedding, where you 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 said that they just sort of like stood up in the middle of a party and then got married. That was I. I don't know if that's accurate, but that is what I read. Okay. And that I dig that. So it's like our, the actual ceremony will be less than fifteen minutes. And our officiant is my boss at the nonprofit where I work, who knows Brandon. Mm-hmm. And they just give each other like endless shit. Like that's their relationship. Is like, hey, nice head to toe J Crew. You too, nice head to toe J Crew factory. Yeah, it's sick. His is, his is factory though, so it's lesser quality. <laughs> See. Can't can't even can't even get out of conversation without doing it. Um, yeah, so it's, I'm, I'm very excited. Like we've we've done we've done a really good job of making it super fun, and it, you know we've we've had some disagreements. We had a fight a couple of weeks ago about wax cloth. Mm. Um, what about wax cloth? It was, it was just a miscommunication. I, I mentioned the price, and that seemed like a no. I think mm-hmm. to Lexi, and, and I was very incensed because this is like I, I very few things have I like put my foot down but i really thought this was like what is wax cloth is it's that like what goes on top of a jar and you put you tell me i i mean it could be used for that uh-huh. I'm, I'm not big on the canning uh-huh the brandon is what is wax what is wax cloth and how it's, is it factoring into your wedding it's cloth and then it has like a wax coating on it's top a tablecloth it. it's oh. literally a tablecloth oh, it's, okay. it's the stupidest thing to argue about oh okay like, imaginable but it wasn't it wasn't the wax cloth. It was the way that we were using the wax cloth. It was like <laughs> this is you're you're talking about price and this is not that much and it's something that's gonna make cleanup easy and it's gonna be bright and colorful and you're spending money on other things and I'm not telling like it was just it spiraled. It was yeah, a stupid. It was, it was stupid a lot of reaction. things that it wasn't and then it became a big two week or two two day two day fight. Or something like that. Yeah, was, anyway, yeah. we we had brunch at immediately after. We were both very angry, and then we had brunch at uh, what was it called? Oh, Trois Familia. Which is oh yeah, which is, is that great? No, it's mm. the biggest practical really? joke perpetrated Tell on Los me Angeles. Why? Oh boy, we, I got it. I got a carrot enchilada with uh, with malt with a uh, black mole. black mole, yeah, quote unquote mole. And it was it was just a tortilla with two like perfectly cooked carrots inside but it was just a tortilla with carrots inside and the wateriest mole and then they had a beet um tartar, tartar which was just like beets dressed in yeah like creme fraiche <laughs> on top and of I, a tostada i forget what you had i do too that's the problem <laughs> oh no no i know i had um uh, potato tacos so like if you're a vegetarian I just have to say that i know that one of my biggest fans is a familia devotee and oh, i so man. danny cohen if you're listening to this i'm like trying to be fair but i still have not been it's like, i, it's I so, would love to talk to the, that person because yeah. just okay but they're they're not doing like the like the, the we watched this episode with um of mind of a chef with uh ludo, with ludo and he's he's sitting there with the the dudes for john and vinnie and they're like 
jerking each other off because they're like <laughs> they're cooking making a bean burrito with like garlic water and it's like they're ma- they were making like essentially cassoulet beans like fancy french like style long stewed mm-hmm. beans and they were using that like it was a bean and cheese burrito which is it's like, okay. okay cool i don't know i i i'm i'm what am i i'm a snob or something a very a foodie what or like a pretentious asshole I'm not so gonna stop this any seems, of these. Um, I'm a cocksucker, <laughs> and, and I, I was like just un, unimpressed generally by it. But you know, I hold out the idea that maybe the tenor of our like going into the restaurant played a factor, where it was just oh, like, yeah. this better be fucking great. I'm ready for some great food, and then it was just. And did you wait a long time? No. No. Oh, okay. But the potato taco is pretty okay. They wrap it in a crunchy taco, so it's satisfying. But you can get really dope potato tacos at like tacos estrella anywhere in highland park there's like nine of them i guess it's just as good it also it also angers me because it's like they they cook good food one of our favorite restaurants is john and vinnie's um the other one is uh petit and is petit like yeah we go there for brunch so it's not like they're making bad food i think when they when they pick like when it's clearly italian Mm -hmm. or clearly french bistro although i don't think john and vinnie owns Petit I think that's just no, but a yeah, I think they do. Oh, they okay. do, isn't it? Everywhere. Yeah, I think it's that. And what else? Is animal. They have animal. animal, son of a gun. I think that they're investors in Petit oh, yeah. and I think oh, in okay. all of his stuff. Got it. Okay. Uh, we'll be this on is, your next gonna, podcast called Honey, which about food. <laughs> We're gonna have to flag this whole part. Being like, if you don't care about restaurants in LA, <laughs> just skip ahead. <laughs> anyway, okay, you were fighting. We were fighting. We sat down at this restaurant had a meal that was like thoroughly infuriating. <laughs> maybe because we were angry, maybe because a enchilada with carrots should not just be two carrots wrapped in a tortilla, who knows? Uh, and just kind of stewed about it for like two days. And it's about fundamentally about a tablecloth. Yeah, and a, and a, mis, a miscommunication of like, it's me me bringing up the, I, I brought up the price because I, I haven't had money for most of my life. Like it's uh, my, my father had supported me for a long time, so it wasn't like I was destitute or anything like that. I always had paid the rent in my very nice apartments, but I didn't have very much else to to live off of. So the idea of spending two hundred dollars for some cloth so that we could hide the feet on a couple of tables is sort of like again, it was the was it because you made the tables? So you were like, why do we want to hide? No, the no, feet? no. That Lexi, Lexi wanted to hide the because they're they're plastic tables because they're not like, the tables. They're not. Made. They're not those tables. Oh. I wanted people to. Be, not like be distracted and be like, wow, he made all these tables. Why did he wuss out on these other ones? Right. It's all, all for my protection. She's <laughs> she is a saint and I am a sinner. No. So how did you recover from this? Cheats cloth. No, wax cloth. Cheats cloth, cloth yes. is what I was there thinking we go. of. That, yes, that is a breathable material that goes on top of can. Okay, so how Oil do we cloth. recover from wax cloth? Well, I don't... Wax I, I don't, cloth gate in I don't, 2017. I don't exactly remember how, how we resolved it but i know that the more we have fought or the more we have argued it's become very clear when what what is needed to resolve it in in a way that is healthy for both of us Mm -hmm. and for i used to not communicate at all so fights fights would never be resolved and we would go three months and then the the facts of that fight would be brought up again to justify a behavior, we were in like, like weird nebulous oh, space. Yeah. We're just sort of like recirculating, 
and it was because I wasn't communicating or I wasn't saying exactly what I meant or I wasn't off like or Lexi was completely wrong and <laughs> I, I wasn't the one or she wasn't the one initiating a conversation about that. So it it's tough and maybe other people are better at this, but we have we would have a fight and then it would come to a resolution and it would be like, hey, let's talk about this or it would be, you know, eventually like. I would listen or she would listen and then we would finally understand what it was. And then a day later or eight hours later, we would ask each other like how we were feeling after that. And sometimes it would just rehash again and we hadn't really gotten to the, the kernel of it. And then we would get to the kernel of it. Um, yeah, but it was like, it's tough. It's tough to bring up that because you don't want to touch it anymore. It's like, it's this dirty corner of your house that you like you it's, you don't want to have to like get on your knees and clean it. You just want to kind of ignore it and pretend it's not there, but you do have to get down and clean it at and some it point in time. It really doesn't help that like I feel very differently about that kind of stuff that I don't know, maybe it's like lots of therapy, but you you have to like you have to address it and you have to be honest when you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like when it's just like I just feel real sad. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's cuz I eat too much maybe it's because i wish i was you know doing something different maybe it's because i just watched call the midwife that Mm -hmm. never makes me sad though i want to be very clear no it makes you very sad i've walked in so many times with you tears stinging your eyes they get me man Um, but yeah it's i think it's hard to negotiate like especially when you're not like people that grew up together or even grew up in similar circumstances. Mm. So you just kind of, there's the only option is to talk about it until everyone's clear. And if that means like a day later, it's like, Hey, I have a question. And then like, maybe this thing comes back up that you thought you had kind of like padded a top layer of like topsoil over, mm. but like you gotta, gotta deal with it. Cause the right. longer it sits there unanswered, the more it can like, do damage and fester and get infected and be terrible. Right. Absolutely. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. No. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it on the weird mouth sound. <laughs> you should just run that underneath the whole episode. I will Don't. Not. Don't do that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Honey. I'm Julia Meltzer. You can find the show on Instagram and Twitter at Honey with Julia, on Facebook at Honey with Julia Meltzer. The show is produced by Ryan Middledorf and Ryan Counts House. Our intern is Portia Critchman. Our theme song is by Aaron and Melissa, and our artwork is by Allie Monroe. Okay, bye. It's a creative podcast network.